changing the water, changing, changing the water into wine. It's an adiaphora. So even Jesus was willing to do that. But we were not. We're not because there's something we're trying to preserve that we don't even know what is that. Because by, 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 by doing that, we are the ones who, who are obscuring the gospel. You see? Because maybe in that time it was the, the proper thing to do. But in our time, if we keep on doing what we're doing, we are responsible for bringing, for distortioning, and, and not to providing the gospel as, as, as the way it's supposed to be. You know something? The church is the only institution around the world. Listen to this. The church is the only institution or the only organization or the only human group around the world that organize himself not for the, for the ones inside, but for the ones outside. The church is the only group that does that. However, Lutherans is the exception. We organize ourselves for the ones who are inside and not for the ones who are outside. So we're not concerned for the ones who are going to hell and the ones who doesn't have received the, 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 the message of salvation yet, the goodness of Christ. We're concerned to keep those who are happy inside to keep it happy. Because if you disturb them, if you disturb them, if you take them, uh, you know, something annoying, they, they, won't, they won't come anymore. So we're more concerned for, for, for the ones inside than for the ones who need to know about Christ Jesus and salvation and grace. The ones who are daily asking for answers. But we ignore, ignore them because we're so concerned about our own people our own way of doing things, our tradition, our heritage, that we neglect to do what Jesus required us to do, to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you briefly three guidelines that I would like you to have in mind. Bring it with you uh, and, and, and to keep this discussion alive um, this is something I would like to, to share with you. Three um, departure points for uh, revisiting and uh, uh, moving on in, into this Latino identity Lutheranism. Number one, we have to welcome tension. Tension is very important for us to have in mind. Tension means no formula. There's not a formula. Sometimes we want to have a formula. One, two, three, and add this and that, and we're going to have, we're going to have everything ready. It's not going to work in this case because identity is something is, is different. Because identity belongs to humans, and humans are not, are not a monolithic thing. Humans are lie. And, and because of that, it's moving, it's changing, it's shaping and reshaping continuously. So this topic, is it, we have to welcome into our journey because it's going to be with us, it's going to last with us. To, to, the, to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we need to keep on digging into this subject. Why? Because new generations has a new way of uh, repositioning them in, into what they consider to be their Lutheran identity. And we cannot impose then a uniform. We cannot say, well, being Lutheran is this. 
They have to discover by themselves. And that is why theology have to keep, is part of the ministry of the church because we have to keep on keeping the dialogue, a dialogical relationship with, with, with the world and to understand the dynamic of being Christian and how we witness Christ in our time, in our generation. How could we be more effective, uh, how could we be more effective in, in, in bringing Jesus to, to, to the people today? It's, it's a permanent question of the church. And that is why theology has to keep, you know, you know, bringing us and leading us in, in the path in, in what the church is, is going to be doing. So, tension is important. Because tension prevents us from, from looking into a formula. Formula is not going to work this time. Tension is important. And besides that, tension is a Lutheran methodology. Luther loves tension. The paradox. Everything is in paradox. You know, you see, simil justor et peccator. It's not, it's not justor, it's not peccator, it's both at the same time. Communion santorum, ecclesia peccatorum. It's not, you know, the community of saints, it's not the assembly of, of sinners, it's both at the same time. Tension. We need to welcome tension. Because things are not the way, I mean, this type of, this kind of things are not going to be, um, soul by, by having uh, a formula. We need to welcome tension, dialogue, communication, exchange. You know, this is important to embrace tension as a theological methodology, like, our, like Martin Luther did in, in, his, in his own time. So we need to, we need to do that. We need to, uh, to, welcome, to welcome that. Second, is we need to understand as a presupposition that Lutheran identity is, after all, a theological identity. What makes us Lutheran is not that we have a common uniform. What makes us Lutheran is we share a common confession. We have a common way of, 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 of embracing uh, doctrine and theology. We confess our faith in, in a pretty much similar way. And that is what makes us Lutheran. What makes us Lutheran is not that we, uh, that we come from uh, a certain origin. It's not that we speak German or, or Scandinavian language. Uh, what makes us Lutheran is not we do liturgy in such a way, you know, and, and, and we, we keep things in the liturgy in, in, such, in such a way. What makes us Lutheran is not that, that um, uh, we celebrate October 31st. That's not what makes us Lutheran. What makes us all Lutheran, no matter what, if you're in, in Japan or in Africa, by the way, the African Lutheranism is exciting. They're really changing pretty much everything. They're changing, I mean, the Afro there is, oh, that's disboarding. It's something amazing. So what makes us Lutheran is a, a theological identity. We share, we share theological statements. We share a confession. That, that is what makes us Lutheran. So if we depart for, from that presupposition, it really makes things simple. Because then I don't need to impose my culture to you. I don't need to oversee you. I don't need to wash over your shoulder to see if you're a genuine Lutheran just because you're doing things my way. Just because you're keeping the, litur the liturgy in, so in this, this way. You see what I'm trying to say? It's different when we understand that what makes us Lutheran 
is our confession. It's that we can claim the same doctrines, the same principles, theological principles, and that we stand for Christ, for faith, for grace, for the scripture. Those, you know, very important posts of the Reformation. And um, it, it is important also for us to, to understand that um, this, um, this identity, this identity preserve our unity. This is exactly what preserves our unity. If we try to, to make the form to be what preserves the unity, that's never going to be accomplished. It's the theology, it's our confession, what makes us all same same type of people. You know, we Lutheran we don't rebaptize. We accept, let's say if somebody is a Catholic, we accept the 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 Catholic uh, baptism. We don't we don't rebaptize anybody. But culturally speaking, we want to rebaptize everybody. Culturally speaking, we want everybody to be rebaptized. You have to be baptized German. No matter if you're Latino, Mexican, whatever, you have to be rebaptized German. I accept the baptism of the Catholic Church, but I, don't, I, I won't accept your culture. You see what I'm trying to say? It's, it's not fair. It's not, it's, not, it's not Christian. It's not even Christian. You see, that's impossible. That's something we cannot allow to happen anymore. You see, if we accept that somebody is baptized because we're baptized under the formula Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, isn't our culture also created by God? So who can change that? Isn't God who may ask who we are? We don't have a culture. We are a culture. Part of being human is that we are a culture. Culture is not something we can just take it away and put a new one. Culture is not something that we can just rip it up and move on. It's, it's not like that. If somebody takes my culture, it's taking my whole being. Because I'm not anybody without my culture. My culture is who I am. I don't have a culture. I am a culture. So by taking somebody's culture, we are killing the very person. We're, we're destroying the person. That's something we should not do under any circumstances. And finally, third, we need to work hard in order to create a more solid biblical, theological uh, platform to revisit the issues of culture and ethnicity. The way I believe this, is, this needs to be done, it's, it's, I mean, it depends from where we're, you know, from, from our own perspective, obviously. But I think the scripture provides us with something that I consider to be amazing. It's the Holy Trinity. If you pay attention to each of the persons of the Trinity, you'll see how each of those persons, God himself, is, you know, protecting this whole uh, idea of uh, culture and ethnicity. The Father. The Father is the creator. But when you pay attention to the creation, God says that it was perfect. 
every single day after finishing his, his work, he stand, look at the creation, it's perfect, beautiful, everything's perfect. So the creation was done in harmony, in unity, in, 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 you know, in, uh, full of sense and, and full of purpose. All of those components, ingredients, were part of, 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 of the creation. And every single day of the creation, God says, perfect, perfect, perfect. And diversity is part of what God creates. And diversity is also perfect. God doesn't make one, only one type of uh, fish. No, so all the fish of the world are the same one. No, there are thousands of thousands, if not millions, different types of fish. There are many we don't even recognize, we don't know. So imagine, God doesn't make only one single fish. Make diversity, because diversity is part of the creation. Burns, thousands of thousands. Uh, the vegetation, trees, thousands of thousands. The, the variety is, is huge. Why? Because God is interested in, in creation. Call my attention in Genesis 11, the Babel Tower. So there's nothing wrong in, in trying to go to heaven. But the, the reason God gets mad with what they're trying to do is they use a common language and they work for themselves. They say, we're going to make a big name for us. When you try to work only for your own group, only for your own culture, only for your own ethnic, only for your own um, race, and you don't open up to all this when God gets mad. Because God is the creator of diversity. And that is why God confused the languages. Why? So they can go back and reunite. Reunite with the rest of those who were created with them. So it's important for us to understand that God is always in favor of that diversity. And, and we need to embrace diversity in, in the church. The Lutheran church needs to understand that dynamic of embracing diversity. Not just for the sake of making look um, um, more, you know, uh, updated, upgraded in our way of thinking and so on, like we usually do it. But because this is a divine thing. This is a divine principle that we need to preserve. God the Son. Jesus Christ, the incarnation of Jesus is amazing to understand this very principle of culture and, uh, and ethnicity. Because our Lord Jesus Christ embraced a culture. He was a Jew. He was fully, completely. He, he, he never go over the law of Moses. He was completely sub submissive to, to the whole uh, idea of being a Jew. And he, he, he preserved it, and he lived in accordance to that, and, and he assumed that. So the incarnation was uh, has a tremendous way of understanding how Jesus was so sensitive to the fact that he himself was a, a one, was a, was a Jew. Besides that, 
the cross, the theology of the cross, that is only possible because of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. It's also a tremendous bridge for us to understand gospel and culture intention. Because Jesus on the cross, Jesus on the cross, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a, a, a fully human, but fully divine, trying to create a bridge between what, what are only divine, who, who is only divine and only, and only human. It's a bridge in between both. So in the person of Jesus, in the incarnation of Jesus, both is a, a, a synthesis of both. The, the theology of the cross is it's beautiful because it's presenting us with a new understanding of that dynamic between being human and, 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 and what God is, is, is in mind is, in, is in, intend, intended to do in the person of Jesus Christ. So the incarnation is something we need to go back and to re-understand the whole, the whole implications of that for, for, our, for our own situation for our own situation as Latinos in, in, in seeking of an identity. And finally, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it's also a paradigm of, of this same thing. Why? Because the Holy Spirit came in Pentecost. And, and as you remember, when he came to the 120 who were there in Jerusalem, people were enabled, empowered to do what? to speak in the languages of those who were there. So what you see there is cultural sensibility from the Holy Spirit. He could do it the other way around. He could enable and equip those who were there to understand a common language, but the Holy Spirit do it the other way around. The, the Holy Spirit make the 120 to speak in 120 languages so they, the others could understand the gospel in their own native language. So imagine, sensible. The Holy Spirit is very sensible to culture. And we see that on and on. Besides that, the Pentecost doesn't not, not, not only happen on Jewish. It is, that, that, is, that is what happened in, in, in chapter 2. But what happened in chapter 8? It happened also among Samaritans. And what happened in chapter nine, uh, 10? Happened among Gentiles. So the Pentecost repeat three times. How come? Well, because Jewish consider Samaritans, they're neither, neither Gentiles uh, nor Jewish, and, and so they are in between, and Gentiles are obviously the hidden, the, the Gentiles, and, and so the Holy Spirit came to the three different races, the three, the three different groups, to make sure to, to, I mean, to make notorious, to, just to affirm, to confirm, to ratify that the Holy Spirit is for everybody. The Holy Spirit embraces all the races because this is a, the, the, the Abrahamic promise in, in, in chapter 12 of Genesis. I will bless all the families of the earth. And the word families mean all the races, ethnic groups. And, and, and you see, this is exactly... What the Holy Spirit is trying to do is the blessing of Abraham. It's spread among everybody. The Holy Spirit wants to make sure that everybody is included because what the Holy Spirit is doing is, is an inclusive work. 
So we, we all are welcome to be part of the church of God. And if we want to be faithful to the, to the, to the, to the, to the message of the gospel, we, the Lutheran Church, we have to do the same thing the Holy Spirit did through the Pentecost, to open up to all the families of the earth, to welcome them, because they are also beneficiaries of the promise, the, the promise of God, the blessing of Abraham. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, I think we Lutherans are like in the movie Titanic. On top of the Titanic, do you remember the musicians were making music to entertain the people while the boat is, is sinking. We're going down, but we're making music. We're still singing hymns in our churches, but the boat is going down. It's inevitable. The boat is going down. And if we don't face this reality, that it's necessary, that we, we need to take this into account seriously. We need to face the reality. We cannot keep playing music to entertain people. That is not going to stop the crisis we have. We need to do something else. And what we need to do is where in a spiritual realm, everything starts with repentance. That is where the Lutheran Church has to go, to repentance, because we have seen. We have seen. We have rejected. We have been racist. We need to recognize that. We need to admit it. We need to go back to square one and to repent. We need to do that. It is important that we do it. I see a lot, I see a, bra a, 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 a beautiful horizon, beautiful future, a promising future for this church if we repent and if we move on into what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. I see beautiful things happening, but we need to take those things out. We need to stop doing the same thing we have been doing to this point. And we need to recognize that we have to do things not in our own cultural way, but in the way of the Spirit. Taking the example of the Father, taking the example of the Son, taking the example of the Holy Spirit. And if we move on in that direction, I can foresee beautiful things for this church. If we don't do it, the only place you're going to be reading about the Lutheran Church is in church history books. Do you hear me? By the second half of this century, the only place you're going you're gonna to have contact with the Lutheran Church will be in church history books. I don't want that to happen. I love this church. This is my church. But I have to recognize there are many things we need to do. And if we do it together, and if we start creating, you know, creating conscience and repenting, and, and, and we, we, we start dealing with the, 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 the current situation we're facing, there, are, there is future. I'm sure that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But it's a challenge we have in front of us. And um, sorry that, you know, I'm, I came all my way here to, say, to tell you that, but it's the reality. And sometimes somebody has to say that. Somebody has the responsibility to say that. 
And, uh, well, I think we can go into questions and, um, or, or you take it from here, uh, Leopoldo, take it from here, what, the, the way you consider it should go. Um, you, you let me know what is what. Well, I think, first, we should thank you for taking 